How's it going, everybody? Welcome to episode 60 of the Absent-Minded Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Travis Stockton, and with me, as always, on the other side of the internet is Ethan Newbolt. Woo! Big 60! Celebration! Yeah, at Soulsbjorn. Uh, we celebrated by finally firing Drew. Oh, God, don't do that. We, I, I, I made an executive decision. I w- we were thinking about getting rid of Ethan, right? Because Ethan largely I've, useless. I have fucked up so many times in the past. Yeah, it's just... But he proved his worth the other day um, in an event I won't go into too much detail in. I did. But besides, here's what I'll say. I broke a stick in half and I threw one in front of both of them and we just saw what went down. And that ended up being a two-man show. Uh, you Andrew's went no all Joker's with us. Dark Knight on it. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, Andrew's out with a minor medical issue. Uh as far as I know, he actually might be home right now, but he, he wasn't feeling too great. Probably said probably best just to he's definitely rest. resting. Yeah. Yeah. Take a break from this episode. Down. Yeah. Yeah. So he will be back with us next week uh, when I rehire him back at half of what he was making before. But uh, yeah, uh, Ethan, how are you doing? I assume you're doing a, bit, a little bit better than Drewski. Uh, yes, I have been where Drew has been, but I am definitely doing better than he is right now. That's good. That's yeah, good I'm to hear. Doing, I'm doing good. Yeah, it's been a uh, a weird week for me personally. I, well, actually, I guess it's been uh, it's been a getting back into the into the vibe of things because uh, last week was really the weird week because I I'd, I decided I didn't like Ghost of Tsushima for the moment oh, and like had to God. fill my time with all these other things and I so I had like that the hole that you're gonna have Crazy when you finish talk. Ghost of Tsushima it like hit me earlier than I had anticipated. Crazy talk. I, well, I'm back in. I'm I'm back in on the Ghost of Tsushima yeah, train. They fixed I'm, it for you with a small patch. They did. There's there's a, a patch that came out that made me really happy after yeah. playing around with it for a little bit. Um, but uh, yeah, other than that, fairly uneventful week. Uh, I think it makes sense because we talk about coronavirus on here a lot, you know, and uh, especially as, on the sideshow. As do all, yes. Always seems to be coming up in one mm-hmm. form or another. Uh, Herman Cain fucking died. Yeah, today. that is. Uh, yeah, that's crazy, man. Um, Do you think that's the shockwave that the, the GOP needs to start taking some shit seriously? I mean, it's definitely going to it's hard to ignore when one of their like fellow members of, you know, that side. Very respected, you know, <laughs> I mean, I'm sure they'll downplay his respectiveness now, but like. It's hard to call it a hoax when one of your own die of it, man. Like his personal Twitter account, who obviously is not run by Herman Cain, but like his little underlings, his Mm -hmm. little Republican goblins uh, up to like an hour before he'd passed. We're we're still posting shit like hashtag COVID, like no mask, can't trust the media, blah, blah, blah. Like it's crazy. What are we left with? And and yeah, obviously that last tweet was deleted considering uh, it's hard to claim hoax when, uh, the account holder dies but mm-hmm. yeah wild wild stuff man yeah, uh, very sad very um he was a very big political figure uh you know back in he the ran for president man yes he did yes he was he doing pretty well did. for a little while there um, before uh trump kicked him out <laughs> i think at some point he had said some kind of questionable or considered wild things in the moment at certain points which led to his you know don't we all? Yeah, <laughs> right. I'll never forget the uh, the Colbert Report episode that he was on mm-hmm. with uh, 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 John Oliver. 
and he was Probably doing the interview and he's like, if, if you were president and aliens invaded and said they wanted to speak to their leader, what would you do? And he just like looks into the camera. He's like, aliens, <laughs> we will not surrender. <laughs> like, he just gives like this really odd, like really funny reply. Uh, so that's how I choose to remember yeah. uh, Sir Herman Cain. But, but um, yeah, you know, thoughts, prayers, go out to their family. It's, it, it is very sad that he, that he did pass. Um, it is, but this is a show about video games. Yep. If you like that, you got to head on over to AbsentMindedPodcast.com where you can always find the latest episodes of our main show as well as our side series, Absent-Minded Watches, or to leave us a voice message with a question, comment, or topic of discussion that we might even play on the air. Or if you like the show just that much, you can donate $1, $5, or $10 via the listener support program. Or if you don't want to record your voice, if you got Tic Tac on your phone, you don't want the Russians or the Chinese Tic-tac. listening in. Tic Tac. That's what the kids are using <laughs> these days, right? The funny videos with the with the challenges. Yeah. I hate that. Tic Tac Toe. We had that when I was a kid. Uh, you can write into us at questions at absentmindedpodcast.com. Ethan, we've both been playing more Ghost of Tsushima. You say you're almost done with it. You're going to get the platinum today. Yep. That is, that is going to happen. Hot damn, dude! Um, yeah, it's it's a it's a fun game. I will admit it does have its certain like uh, jank. Not yes, jank. There, <laughs> there's a lot of jank. There is a couple of points that I will say. Like, have you ever had the part where like a spearman dies and your spear, his spear, just keeps spinning and makes like a wood noise? Yep. Had that. <laughs> okay. Have you had the enemy who like? I don't know what happens to him, but he gets stuck in this position where he's bouncing like nope, he's endlessly falling. And then he but hits a pad some, and then he keeps I've going up and down. Collision issues. I actually just ran into one yesterday where I stopped in an area where there's like some bamboo over a rock and it's like you can walk in, but there's no way your horse should be able to fit in. Mm-hmm. But my horse said, fuck that. You got and your horse like, in there. <laughs> it did this weird thing where it kind of like backed up like it was it didn't want me to run into it or something and then it got itself it clipped through the tree but then couldn't get back out so i had to like run far enough away so that the so whistle can, for your horse thing would just your respawn horse is, it yeah because your horse is basically magic like yeah and if you're i mean it's like how most video game horses yeah, yeah, work yeah. It's, it's a common trick where yeah they always spawn behind you they'll never spawn, <laughs> love they'll it, never run up from in front of you yeah and so if you whip your camera around fast enough sometimes Especially like slower hard drives, you can catch the pop in of like <laughs> just the horse just appearing from nowhere. I caught a, but, uh, I caught a I had fox to run far enough from the, the horse. Day. Oh yeah, I, yeah. They, dude, those guys they're they're finicky, man. They yeah, they, they disappeared the like out of the fucking yeah. blue. Well, this was <laughs> him coming out of the den. He was just like not there, and then poof, it was a fox. I was like, oh shit. Yeah, they they ghost poof away a lot too because every time I, I look for the fox because I want to pet him, mm-hmm. and sometimes it'll be like a split second. I'll like fo- I'll turn the camera to follow the fox that's just gone all of a yeah, sudden. He's, like, he's already he's already gone, man. Gone like the he's wind. into the fox ethers. Yeah, but uh, yeah, there's a lot of jank with like the birds where they get stuck trying to lead you somewhere. Uh, uh, I, I see the bird that like wants to sit on the cr- like the bamboo post that I've already used. <laughs> yeah, all the time. Every bamboo post, it's got like some fucking seagull that's just floating in air. Just yeah. like, but in sitting position. Um, and then I, there's some weird stuff with like the fall damage. So, you know, there's the ability where you can yeah. press circle to uh-huh. recover so you don't take any fall damage. Sometimes it works perfectly and you can <laughs> feel like there you are invincible. You can jump from any length 
and not die if you time it right. But I feel like if you press it more than once, it's just like, nope, you double tapped, bro. And fuck you. And then I just die. And even though I have like the two resolve, it just won't let me come back. It's like, no, you (laughs) You need three to come back. I thought it was two. Well, two, three. I have I have a full resolve bar. Yeah. And uh, it's like. No, fuck you. You're just dead. And then oh, so also, you're saying it won't, so you can't resolve revive from uh, from fall damage. Is that from what you're a certain height, no. That's funny. Yeah, but it's yeah, like I, it's like a big like I'm trying to jump off like. Yeah, I don't know what formula they're using <laughs> to determine that because I've had a couple where it's the silly ones where it's like I swear he just jumped like four feet mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and is like taking fall damage, and then other times yeah I could do like the the leap of faith from yeah, Assassin's Creed where the, where the like the motion of the the side. Uh, starts to blur a little bit, and yeah. you're like, uh oh, <laughs> and then boop, yep, and then you're right fine. Out of it. Yeah. Uh, also, yeah, the horse, it. the horse jumping, and then the horse like fall damage is weird too. Yeah, I've definitely had my horse like do some really impressive mm-hmm. upward bounds from like basically a stopping position because it'll like all of a sudden <laughs> the environment will be like, oh, there's a rocket that's too high right now. The horse, and he'll just like fucking ET jump like he's on the bicycle flying across <laughs> yeah. the moon. The like horse just almost a straight has, upward lunge. He almost has the same jump animation as the fox. It's like a direct <laughs> upwards and then like a drop. Down. They just scaled it. They just scaled the animation <laughs> upwards. Yeah. Yeah. But, the other big one I have, I have tons of issues with the clipping, which is one of those where it just takes you out of it. It's not like a clipping bug. as in like, like w- this. I swear that game designers, especially AAA designers, fixed this shit like six years like ago. Grass? But stuff like, no, like when you're walking upstairs. Oh, and like okay. instead of um, his animation, yeah. like because there's a type of animation I can't think of the name of it right now. But, you know, they'll they can tell that your character can tell if he's walking up a slope yeah. versus taking a step. Whereas Jin, he just like f- his feet just clip <laughs> through almost every staircase I see. And I know that the devs knew it was a problem, but they decided to like save resources or processing power or something because the way that the camera is tilted, like it's pulled forward just enough that usually you aren't looking like mm. really at the bottom of his feet. Right. You're right. Look yeah. for that the next time you're going up a staircase, especially if you're like fall, like walking <coughs> with someone in like a cutscene. I will. Yeah. Cause I definitely am like at this point, I am just sprinting everywhere. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's an issue. And then also like half the trees in the game don't have uh, collision. Mm hmm. So like definitely the really thin bamboo. Yeah, definitely. If the tree is like not thicker than gin, you will just kind of clip through it. Yeah. Or just I guess and just, just go through like it, phase through it. I don't even know. Me. Yeah. The, yeah. Uh, and I get that's more of supposed to be like you just you don't want to have to run into everything every two seconds when you're riding your horse. But for the most part, yeah, I understand that it does kind of lose the immersion for especially when you're in like a forest that kind of yeah. should be like avoided. And I mean, I will say like collision, I mean, stuff like that, like it takes like processing resources on from the system to like to handle those things and and, and interact with them properly. Mm-hmm. And it's having that many hit boxes and stuff like it, there is a cost. And it's, it's one of those things like I, I could see that that was probably like to get the world looking as, as detailed as it is and to like have, you know, these beautiful bamboo forests and stuff yeah. and all these trees and everything like I, I could see where that decision was probably made that like, hey, you know. If this was a PS5 game, if we were developing it for that platform, maybe we'd have like the extra processing power to do it. But like, because there's a lot of moments in this world where it's like, how the fuck is this running on this system? Like, especially with the the draw distance and just how much like flora and fauna there are and stuff, and how yeah, filled out the screen it's, is. It's, 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 it's wild. Yeah, 
But uh, let's talk about the lethal mode update. So patch 1.05 came out, uh, added a couple new difficulty settings. One of them is basically a, a very easy mode that yeah. like, makes it so you Where can is the very easy all the unblockable mode attacks. I thought it was just in the list, like with everything else. I didn't look for it because I didn't I, need I it. I only but. saw E because like when I was changing <laughs> it to lethal, I wanted to try out the easy mode just to see. And all I, all I saw was like easy, normal, uh, hard, and then lethal. So is the is the new easy mode just applied to like easy? You think they made easy easier? Yeah, instead of I, making I don't it because I couldn't I'm not find sure. it. <clears throat> Unless there's maybe some more granular settings in yeah, another menu where you can turn also. on like the the easy parry or something like that. Or it could be one where it's so easy that maybe maybe that one does require you to do a new game mm. so that you aren't like playing the game on lethal and then every boss fight you drop yeah. it down to like super duper easy because oh, yeah. that would like be weird. That would be kind of uh, weird. But lethal is the real star of the show. It reminds me a lot of uh, the Dante Must Die mode from the Devil May Cry games where basically the enemies are made way stronger, but you are made way stronger as well. So for me, it finally gave me, you know, samurai film style of like speed and quickness to some of these fights where you can just like run up and even like the big brutes, like if you hit them just right, you can just slash right through them yeah. with your, your charge slash. Yeah. And how I think of it is like right away. It's easy mode for if you're good at the game. Because well, they, cause hard they tighten mode, the parry window. Well, I guess that means if you're good at the game or not. Because yeah, because hard, yeah, hard mode. Tighten the parry modes. Hard mode and lethal, and even sometimes in normal, where it's it's really just like the they just take more slashes. You know, it's not mm-hmm. like you missed or you messed up or anything. You just have to literally hit them more times, but they don't really have to hit you as much. Like they can just kind of knock you out a couple times. Yeah, um, and then, and then I'm talking about on the 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 lower difficulty modes in lethal mode. It's literally yeah. like you are you and your enemy are both a step away from death, like one yeah, or two hits, and that's up, it. Like you take like two hits at the wrong time, mm. and yeah, you're done. And I do like that because I'm definitely using a lot more of my resolve. And I will say too that like because this patch came out and both of us were like halfway or more through the game, it I might not have kept it on lethal if I was too early on. When oh I yeah, had, like, way still less learning. resolve and way yeah. lower health and stuff. That could have been a lot more difficult. So, just depends on whether or not I, I. I can't speak for how it is like playing the whole game on lethal, but yeah, I will say that there are plenty of times where I am taking advantage of my resolve. I'm dying a lot more, yeah. but I'm able to like pop my three resolve to like get back up. I will say the <laughs> duels are a lot harder with with lethal. Like that is where the I've been having so much more fun though. With the that duels. is where the difficulty spike kind of like I think is really apparent because these dudes are these dudes are That's way funny. smarter I, in the duels. I than, totally disagree. Really? What's getting me is the ones where like my stealth fucks up and then I'm like one V six. Oh, and you just like, got to. It, it's so easy to get like, oh, you parried the first guy or you blocked the first guy. But then you just got the, the guy behind you spears you and yeah. then you're down. And so I once I got like the 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 last of the armors and stuff, I was all like assassinations and you know, with like the different charms to where I can just poof and I'm gone. Uh, yeah. So it's even if somebody sees me, I don't necessarily stay seen because one, I, I have so many charms and you can, you know, they can double, you can double up and stuff. Uh-huh. Oh, excuse me. So I'm like really making like, I guess you would call them sort of builds because you can, you know, you have your two 
major oh, charms. Oh, yeah, I can see that. And then you, you know, you build on those with your your minor charms. And since you have so many slots, you can really like pick one or two specific types of damage or specific types of thing and really boost those up. And then that's all you do. And then you're just like a god, basically. It's it's really I mean, fun because you can change my it builds up. are all about survivability. <clears throat> I've got like the extra health and like uh like gain resolve when taking damage mm-hmm. and stuff like I that. I have done I've <laughs> tried like three different types like I tried like an archer build and I just don't think I was doing it right. I think I, I needed to use poisons rather than like a damage buff because it just mm-hmm. doesn't make the arrows that strong. But then like my samurai build where it's like all damage and then I have like my highest uh my highest charm that reduces damage by like a major amount. Uh-huh. And then I so I just go in and it's just mayhem. It's it's awesome. And then obviously like the assassination ghost build where you just double up on fucking ghost weapon and be not being able to be seen and stuff. It's really cool with the amount of stuff you can actually change it up. You could do like each camp or each red Mongol controlled territory. Like you could do a different build for each one and you could find different ways to do it each time. It's really awesome. Yeah. I will say lethal mode is definitely making me mm. take more advantage of my tools. I forgot. That was about a big mode. difference. Yeah. With uh, stuff I was doing before where I just it like I die a couple times and then be like, oh, yeah, dummy, use your kunai. And then I can go in and like just with a couple of kunai, it's enough breathing room to like take yeah, out a camp more easily. The, yeah. Because those kills count, you know, even your your bow kills count towards that. So you could just do kill everybody with a bow and arrow and then you get enough for ghost mode and just fucking then you go yeah, well, in I, all powered I up. just got that armor yesterday. Yeah, like, yeah, uh, yeah. So, yeah, because I did the yeah the Sakai armor and which that mode is fun. It's not as fun as the when you get it the first time, because when you first get it, you just get to rampage on the rest of it because it's like a cinematic moment yeah, in, yeah, yeah. in gameplay. And the rest of it's like, oh, you get like three kills in ghost mode and then you revert. Ow, damn it. Yeah, I definitely no, I, wish it was more like a, like a, maybe you could do streak or something. Yeah, it's weird because like, like I've, one u- extra kill. I've used it and literally if there's only one enemy in your sights or like one enemy in the encounter, it'll it'll go away right after you kill that one person. So it's kind oh, of like really. So, yeah, so I've I've done it a few times and I've wasted it because yeah. after I kill that first guy. You know, the mode goes away, but then more people show up and I'm like sitting there with my dick hanging out. And it's unfortunate because it needs like what, eight <laughs> to ten kills or something no, to it's build like, up. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. To build up. It's like um, I think it's like six and then you can lower it by wearing uh, the certain armor and upgrading it. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, um, I, I am really happy I, that I have the slaughter ability now. Oh, it's so I remembered cool. that from trailers and like almost forgot that it was even a thing in the game. Yeah. I so, ended yeah, up. But my first thing <laughs> when I enter a camp now is I find the leader. Yeah. I accidentally I did the that. Camp, find the leader, slaughter the shit out of them. And then I go in just like a everybody scared you. Yeah. I, I was like, <laughs> I was just going through a camp, killing people, and I was going to do an air assassination. And I jumped down and all of a sudden, like I didn't do the normal. I just sliced his head off and did the slaughter. Yeah. And I was like, whoa, that was not what I meant to do. I'm so <laughs> sorry, bro. Uh, it was great, though. But apparently he was the leader and I just caught him off guard. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Great game. I, I really love this game. I'm, I'm going to be sad when I when I beat it. Uh, I may do like a Kurosawa playthrough couple months from now just you know when i miss being a samurai and stuff but um don't sekiro it for you 
Yeah, Just I don't want to burn. PS5 is coming out in the fall. You I don't want to burn out too much. Yeah, it's it's a super fun game, especially with the new mode. I hope they add like some sort of DLC or something maybe or just we get a sequel eventually like it's it's a cool game uh clap clap uh sucker punch you guys did a great job with this yeah speaking of that i mean i kind of i've been surprised that not as many developers have done you know i'm gonna bring up days gone sorry ethan (laughs) uh days gone was like a really strong example of a sony first party studio adding a ton of post-release yeah, like that's supporting true. content. I would love to see a game like this do that, even yeah, if it too. does take the form of something <clears throat> sillier. Like, I, I mean, I don't even know, but like, I, I want to see more. This this is a game right for challenge modes or like a survival mode or like time attack or you know something like Batman Arkham kind of stuff where you're just like how many kills can you get without oh. taking a, an attack like something like that speaking of that Batman starts unlocking Arkham. like custom dies or something like I, I this game's ripe for that kind of thing and I, I really hope to see more studios kind of following Ben's footsteps with that because yeah. I would I just want more more content these open world games beg for it this one especially but speaking of yeah. Batman games I will say the uh, like when you go into that mode where you can see everybody and it's highlighted everybody in red and stuff. Yeah. The Batman Arkham mode. Yeah. Well, or when, site you, or you know when you have to like, quote unquote, investigate an area. Yeah. That mode doesn't highlight anything in that re- nope. in that sense. And that's where Sometimes I think it's really annoying trying yeah. to figure out what's what thing do you want? Because you're look usually at just looking for like footsteps or oh, here's a jank thing, man. Continue, but I, that reminds me. I of really wish that 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 mode highlighted that kind of stuff. That would have made that would have been like an extra star point. You know what I mean? The Witcher does that. Yeah, like what the? You I feel like it was a thing really it just gives you a glow missed opportunity. Like, hey. Yeah. Uh, another jank thing I happen to notice mm. is I was in one of those missions, and because the game. I wasn't doing things in the order the game wanted me to do. I found the footsteps that inevitably the game's going to want you to follow. Yeah. Because that's something, too, that goes uh, kind of rubs me the wrong way as far as the mission design of a lot of these missions where there are a lot of same go and you go yeah. to an area. Mm-hmm. Oh, God, these people were killed by Mongols. Let's investigate. <laughs> oh, no. Who was it? The things, Mongols. <laughs> you find some footsteps yeah. and then you follow footsteps to the next thing where either you kill the Mongols or you find more dead things and you do the thing over and over again. Yeah, we, we and this is a lot of I'd say at least a quarter of the missions are this formula. I would probably say even more than that. Uh um, I yeah, would I'm say like be, 50 and nice. then they're just different variations. Like, yeah, does it include an NPC or not? And et cetera, et cetera. But uh, yeah, well, we one t- of them I, well, real quick. One of them, I hadn't found the things I was supposed to find because it was one of those where they hadn't marked them. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize I was like in an investigation area or whatever. But I see the footsteps and I walk forward and I'm like, oh, we're the footsteps don't go anywhere. OK. And I go to the drawing board. <laughs> yeah minutes later i find the things that wants me to check and then i find the footsteps and now you can see the rest of the footsteps like the the uh i can't remember the the actual graphical feature but basically the texture where all of a sudden just the footsteps appear out of nowhere mm-hmm. that like lead the rest of the path and i was just like that's stupid <laughs> that's, <laughs> it just I like you. dynamically loads in footsteps don't. yeah we, we talked about another like, immersion breaking thing we talked uh, a little bit on like the level or the tier of the quests and stuff last time and uh now that i've finished like all the uh 
the friend NPC quests, like their storylines, you can yeah, you can definitely see that those are like a step above the the regular tales of just you know the the. Yeah, I wasn't trying to be peasants. mean when I said no. There's a clear I, it's, it's, it's not a. It's not a. <laughs> it, it's definitely true. And then you know the the mythic quests and then the story ones are are definitely like the ones that have the most work put into them. Uh, yeah. But some of the NPC quests actually towards the end are, are pretty good and are definitely a step above. And I wish they put more effort into the smaller ones like that and making them a little more fleshed out. But uh, you got to fill I the mean, world it, with something, you know? Yeah. We've seen this many, tens many of hundreds times, of times yeah, now yeah. with open world games with the, the first one where it's like at the beginning, you're trying to build this huge world. You're trying to figure out what your game is. You're trying to figure out what the gameplay loop is going to be. And you need to fill your world with stuff. And sometimes you get Spider-Man 2 chasing balloons over and over again. <laughs> yeah. And sometimes you get The Witcher 3 where it, it, like we had more time and resources. And, you know, well, again, what we found out recently with Sucker Punch is that they didn't develop Ghost of Tsushima for seven years. They had a whole other game that they got very far into production with that was canceled. So yeah, man, I really we see kind of got that game six too. years between Second Son and Ghosts. But really, this game was probably developed in about three and a half years. Yeah, and we're and we're definitely going to keep talking about Ghosts probably until we all have beaten it and stuff. And I, I assume we'll do a spoiler. Well, I guess we don't need a spoiler cast, but we'll see. Because this one, like the biggest thing is I don't have a lot to say about the story. You know, yeah, like, the story is a little limp. It is what it is. Yeah, There's um, some neat, neat moments, but nothing that like like if there was a story beat that I wanted to talk about, I wouldn't even feel like it was necessarily like spoilerish, the, yeah, if it like this popped up. Like, oh, guys, I really got to talk about this one on yeah. the podcast. Uh, yeah, like I said, we'll we'll have some surely some final some thoughts, final and maybe thoughts, a, a yeah. review at the end. But yeah, because there's also yeah, like it's got the climbing mechanic that is the climbing mechanic is good, but for some reason it feels soulless, like compared to Uncharted after <laughs> after I played Uncharted Four, and I don't know if it's because it's like it's a lack of maybe like inner dialogue from Jin because sometimes Nate will crack like a joke well, while he's climbing or something or the climbing in, I, don't yeah, know. I think that's part of it, but the climbing in uncharted is almost a puzzle in itself, like an environment puzzle where it's like, you're finding the right path and stuff. And you don't feel that these are slightly, you don't, you don't feel like they're slightly like that. I, I mean, they're not necessarily hard puzzles because there's only like, no, they're not two, like that at all. It's just only like, like oh, two hey, options. We need a shortcut because, like, if the player walks down this mountain, oh, so and it realizes they went the wrong way. I'm, I'm talking mostly about like a the, shortcut up um, the mountain. I'm talking like the the Shinto shrine specific uh, climbing puzzles. Oh, I enjoy those. Yeah, those are a little more puzzle like. I should have been yeah. more specific. Sorry. Um, but but for some reason they still like I said they feel lacking in something. Like they're good compared to like just the regular climbing you do when you're traversing, but it feels like lifeless. I don't know. Do you like the little bit of climbing that's in like Horizon? No, I, I would no. compare this to Actually, that. No, I didn't. No, no. There, like yeah, Horizon, I, it didn't bother me. Horizon but. is a weird game for me. Like it's it's good, and I I remember liking it, but like it's also something for some reason. Whenever I think about wanting to go back and play it, I'm just like, Ugh. I feel like I have to study well, or something. I don't know. It's because Ghost and Horizon are very much an amalgamation of things that make an open world game. True, but why do I want to play Ghost so bad? And then when I think of Horizon, I'm just like, Meh. because the theme and the it's setting. Got, is it like, just that's the, the biggest yeah, thing? Yeah. You like the samurai stuff. I you do. like the feudal but I like Japan bows setting. And arrows. We know you that like the tone. too. I love you, bows we know and that arrows. Too, but like, 
I think that's the biggest part, though, is that this just fills that that atmosphere because I have a sword a bit better than Horizon. If they gave Aloy a, a katana, I'd be okay. With it. Yeah, if you put Aloy in a kimono and gave her a katana and like a short a short sword and a parry feature, then uh, yeah, you'd be fine. There's that's no what it is. That's Horizon. what it is. That's There's the no parry in Horizon. That's what it is. The dodge mechanic is not enough. <laughs> Yeah, because they're both like that. Yeah, I mean, and that was a lot of people's detractions for both games where it's just like, oh, these games are fine, but no, they don't do anything new. It's just like, oh, here's all of the really good ideas yeah. and not many bad ones that people have had from like every different that's the thing. open Yeah, world I think that's the best thing game. you can say about Ghost of Shea. It doesn't have a lot of bad ideas in it. They're just all done very averagely. Yeah, I mean yeah. that was the that was a big talking point with Horizon because Horizon <clears throat> and Breath of the Wild came out at like almost the same time. I've still never played Breath of the Wild, so I can't speak to that, unfortunately. Yeah. I really still want to. And that was the big thing, is like which open world does it better? And a lot of people were like, Well, Horizon like has all the good things we like from every game mm-hmm. and Breath of the Wild's missing a couple of quality of life stuff, but it feels like the exploration is a bit more yeah, and it's also as on the- point. But then also you don't get rewarded a lot unless you just really like seeing numbers go up and the amount of like fucking what those damn shells or the seeds or something you dig up in Breath of the Wild. I don't even remember. I couldn't speak to that, unfortunately. There were people so disappointed when they're like, <laughs> I collected 600 of these fucking things thinking something was going to happen at the end. And That's a happens. lot. That's too much to ask anybody to collect. <laughs> There's so many of them. Uh Moving on from ghosts, though, I think I think moving on. Yeah. Technically, your uh, your other two playing things cut into some news later, buddy. Oh, I'm so sorry. I guess we'll go ahead and announce these two pieces of news. Uh, Cuphead is out on PlayStation 4. Yes, it finally. just kind of got a stealth release. Mm-hmm. It was leaked like a day early because somebody found like a banner that went up on the PlayStation store a little too soon. But it didn't have like a and price or something. It came out the yeah. very next day. So you picked it up. How much was it? Uh, 1999. Like 20 bucks. Yeah. 1999. Nice. Yep. How are you liking it? Uh, I've only played one of the first <laughs> running guns and the tutorial. And then I started one of the first levels. Uh, it's it's so it's uh, it's like so cool. I can't wait for the show, actually. Like the the game makes me excited for the show because the kind of animation and and love and tender care they put into it. I want to see that just so I can watch and I don't have to necessarily play it all the time because this game is fucking hard. It's it is it's hard. I'll, it's ruthless. I'll be interested in how you feel about it. Um, I kind of want to rebuy it because I had it on the Xbox mm-hmm. and PC, of course, uh, and got a fair bit into it. I, I did like six or seven of the bosses. Yeah. It just never went back to it just because I, I just don't play my PC or my Xbox as much as, as my PlayStation. But I, I would be willing to, to pick this up again once it goes on sale. Yeah, it's a lot of and, fun. And dive back it through. It looks really it is great. Very good. Um, and it's hard. It's a difficult game, you know, but, the, you know, I like some some harder stuff sometimes. And I haven't played like a a shooter, like I don't know, a run and gun kind of like I don't really know. A side scrolling, almost. Yeah, like I haven't played one of these types of games in a while, so uh, it'll be interested to see how I like to play it. And then uh, the other story you ruined was uh, (laughs) your PlayStation Plus games for the month of August are going to be Fall Guys Ultimate Knockout. So excited! Which will release onto PlayStation Plus. And I, I'm, I've got a feeling this might be up there, maybe not quite Rocket League levels, but I think this game's going to see a lot of success due to it coming out on PS Plus this way. Uh, and then the second game, which you can get now, yeah, a which bit I earlier was earlier than weird, usual, but yeah, is uh, Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 Remastered, 
only four months after it released. It, this game came out just, I think, in like March for 50 or 60 bucks or whatever. Oh, maybe it <laughs> no, might I think have been it was. I think it was this 40. one doesn't have multiplayer. Yeah, I think it was 40. Uh, and it also just went on sale very recently. So a lot of people were just like, this one, of the, it's in the window of time where it's like, no way this comes out on PS Plus right now, right? Yeah, and it was boom, weird. Now it's on there. So, uh, but you've been playing a little bit of Modern Warfare 2. Mm-hmm. Got, I got like uh, two or three missions in. It, you know, it's it's a it's one of the more highly revered stories from the Modern Warfare franchise. So I wanted to revisit it, and goddamn, does it look good? Yeah, it, it does definitely look remastered <laughs> as fuck. Uh, but you know, it helps. It's running at sixty FPS too. Yeah, like in, but in you 4K know, it's. On. It's, it's a modern warfare game. It's the one with the airport thing where you have to, you know, yeah, no and, you can, and you can skip it if you want to, <laughs> uh, you know, it's, it's good. I'm, I'm looking forward to getting a couple trophies and then, uh, you know, still need to go back and get my, uh, my veteran trophies on the first one. Ugh, no, I just got stuck on that one sniper level. It's rough. Not I yet. could do it as a kid. I should be able to do it now. <laughs> I remember booting up modern warfare the, when they, because they gave us the other one, didn't they? Also, yeah, um, it was for Veterans Day. Yeah, uh, and that one I tried to play, and I was just like, I don't, I don't know, I don't know. Modern They're Warfare, yeah, it just. But two was like Modern Warfare two was the the moment mm-hmm. for Call of Duty for us. Is oh, like, wait, ki- like we got water as teenagers. Didn't, didn't we get Modern Warfare World War Two? Uh, oh, that was Veterans Day. Yeah, yeah, but, uh, yeah, we did get the first Modern Warfare remastered mm-hmm. as well. I, I, that one I had bought outright because yeah. it came with uh, Infinite Warfare, mm-hmm. the version I bought. But um, yeah, the first Modern Warfare was also on PS Plus yeah. at one point. I need to go back and look at all the Modern Warfares I got, finish the ones I have, just get it off the list. Dude, I've still been meaning to play Ghosts and uh, Advanced Warfare. Ugh. I just It's hard to like cough up the money for those because mm-hmm. Activision just never wants to put them on sale for something decent. We talk, we talk about that all the time, but yeah, every time they put them on sale, what they really do is they just don't let you buy the base version, and then they sell you the gold edition for, for the like same price 40, as the 50 base, bucks. Yeah. Yeah, like I don't want the fucking Diamond. season pass for the multiplayer mode I'm never going to touch. Diamond edition. Uh, before I decided to try Ghost of Tsushima again and get back into it, I started playing Chrono Trigger on your DS, on your 3DS. Cool. Oh wow! You know awesome. what? Still good. You're not even. You're not even. It's not even on there. You're not even gonna bring up Dark Souls two. I dude, I barely even touched even Dark Souls two. I even I booted up an and I died once, so I got those mention. two trophies. And no, it's not worth it. I didn't. I don't even to say it's a Dark Souls game. Uh, it's really hard. I couldn't find a shield, uh, so I couldn't parry anybody. So I just kept running around, hoping ha. I was gonna pick up a, a shield, thinking he was gonna from be one of the the blue things. I could parry. I yeah, parry, the, the it's funny enough. I that, see a shield to do it. It's funny enough. Yeah, the the class that you started with, uh, the knight, which looks the strongest and inherently the best, but it doesn't start with a shield. And I mean, I don't even know if that one merchant sells well. Ah, it's whatever. Supposedly, there's a shield somewhere in the tower that I'm in, like Probably. the tower of Hades or Hedis or whatever the, the fuck. Tower to hide. Yeah. So I, I was just running around looking for the little blue glowy things, stay hoping one of these is gonna be a shield, and eventually just got tired of getting smacked down by I the same big giant stone 
knight things. I think there's I think like the barbarian or the warrior starts with like a little shield, but he also like doesn't have any pants on or a shirt, so he looks weird. Yeah, these games are just not good. And oh, I think that's all there is up. to it. No, I told you, it'll be something like when we're out of quarantine or yeah. something. We're going to have to sit on the couch and you could coach me. Tell you, Dark Souls 3 that, is, That's the is, only way I would have played Dark Souls 3 is better. Dark Souls 2 is the hardest because you start with one heal. That's ridiculous. Like, and yes, there's like life that's gems. That's right, yeah. I was like, I swear the other games, like you had more than you just do. like one Estus Blast like, per bonfire. In the first one, you start with like five or ten off the bat. And then in three, you can, there's, they're just a lot of them. But yeah, in Dark Souls yeah. 2, you start with Bad one games. and you have to find them. But they do give you like a a healing resource, the life gems. But yeah. you kind of have to know how to be able to buy an infinite amount, which is like an NPC thing. It's like, yeah, blah, blah, blah. blah. Bad game. Shut up. Uh, and then, yeah, Chrono Trigger, super fun. I'm about halfway through. Um, it looks really good on the 3DS. I, I do have to say that. Like it... it Something about that screen. It's just like the right resolution for some of these older, the top screen, older games. Uh, and I'd never played the DS version before, which is kind of like the perfect amalgamation of the Super Nintendo and the PS1 really? versions because you get. Yeah, because the, the only real reason to play the PS1 version is it has like the anime cutscenes oh, for some dope. of the characters. Cool. Yeah. And they're like, yeah, they're Akira Toriyama mm-hmm. drawn like fully. He's the Goku like, actual, guy. Yeah. Anime <laughs> yeah. scenes. Uh, but the PS1 version, because it was like one of the first Super Nintendo ports to PlayStation, yeah. and you're going from cartridge to CD, mm-hmm. the devs had no idea <laughs> how to get these areas to load correctly because Chrono Trigger, it's it's very much like if you've never played Chrono Trigger, but everyone's played like the classic Zelda games or yeah, the, the, the over the top, you know, searchy, yeah, chop, over chop. the top. And then, yeah, like as you move across the map, it like loads cells. And so it like loads the whole next screen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So every time you do that in the PS1 version of Chrono Trigger, there's like a two to three second load time where it goes to black every single time you go to another screen. Bloodborne loading screen. OG. It's brutal, (laughs) dude. It's it totally kills the pace of the game. And that was the way I played as a kid because I didn't know any better. That's why Resident Uh, Evil had the little door animation. Exactly. Yeah. Well, uh, partly, yeah. There's a lot more data being loaded on Resident sure, Evil than sure. fucking Chrono Trigger. Yeah. It's just that they had no way to access the disc yeah. that quickly. And yeah, and then so the DS version fixes that. It plays smoothly like the SNES version. Uh has a new translation, so it's not as like jank. Weirdly written. Yeah. yeah as early PlayStation 1 <laughs> translations yeah. were. And then there's some special DS features, of course, like the obviously like the the inventory and stuff is all on the bottom screen, which is like always you have a cool map sometimes when they do it right. Yeah. Yeah. It, this one's handled very well. Nice. You actually get to pick between the DS mode or the SNES mode. Oh, where like you can still have like the, the UI that was in SNES, like if that's over what your you're, gameplay you're frame. used to and that's what you like. Yeah, yeah that's cool. And then on. Uh, then then you always have like stats and stuff mm-hmm. on the bottom screen, or you can have the whole user interface on yeah, the man, bottom DS screen. DS was great, dude. Uh, like the 3DS specifically, not so much, but I appreciate what they were trying to do. But the DS is yeah, it's great, funny. man. I didn't know this happened, I guess, but like it's funny how many games on the 3DS. Like eventually, they just stopped making them 3D. Like there's oh, a really? lot of games that just don't support the 3D feature. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, uh, for the most part, I just turned it Pokemon, off. Pokemon like Omega Ruby, no 3D. Like if you turn it on, it just doesn't do anything. Oh yeah, uh, that's true. Yeah, that was that was a 
because yeah. it was to save resources because like you're there's a lot more processing power mm-hmm. involved in that um same with the dragon ball fusion that i was playing no 3d uh yeah they were very like it was only like the specific ones that they did like the the zelda game that i got like with the the ds and stuff and like i said i played that a little bit with the the 3d on and it, it like it's cool for what it is like it's a you know a little gimmick and it, it does work but you oh, just yeah, it totally works. It's just you have to like angle it and you can't really like move at all <laughs> from where you're sitting once you find that perfect spot. You need one of those like neck braces. Yeah. So it's like your 3DS is always in the same place. But um, <laughs> I mean, you know, ha- hats off to Nintendo for trying something like that, that innovative with a fucking um, uh, portable game console, you know, or system, whatever. James Cameron still says he's going to crack uh, uh, glasses <laughs> with 3D. He's going to he wants Avatar to be in glasses as 3D theaters. And now he's got one extra year to do it. Uh, he just has to. I just need like a little bit of water sprayed at me when they go underwater. That that would be enough for me. So you want the 4DX experience. Yeah. But like you don't have you to be smell. No, the planet not really. Just like just like blow a puff of air at me. Maybe some smoke wanna, and then like some water splash and I'm good. Do you want exhaust <laughs> to fill the theater when the no. military shows up? And, <laughs> smell the rotting meat somebody on pandora somebody throws like shell casings at me <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> no i don't want that the guy at alamo's just fucking, <laughs> fucking shit in your face throwing dirt and just like crap good stuff uh and then the last game i played I, i've been booting up gears of war four every once in a while and playing like two three chapters at a time There's not a whole lot. Of Crick, it, crickets, it feels like man. shit on crickets. Xbox. I will say that yeah. it's, it's it plays so much better on PC, and that's not even as like a oh everything plays on PC better. It's a shooter. Like, I don't feel like that for most games. But like something about Gears of War, it just feels so clunky yeah. and and shit on on Xbox, and it's just as smooth as butter on that PC version. Or Xbox, man. Or Xbox. Xbox. Oh, what are those guys doing? What those guys doing? Uh, speaking of poor Xbox, first section of our show is a follow up to last week's Xbox Game Showcase. That was the we thing. got a we got a couple yeah. new bits of information we got after we recorded as the interview started playing and the outrage on the internet started brewing as we always do, as it always does. Yeah, uh, the first thing was that we we if you if you're one of the few people that read the descriptions I write for every episode. You heard about this already because I did make a note in the description. Uh, The build of Halo Infinite that we saw at the Xbox game showcase last week was dated as far back as January of this year and was running on a PC, not an Xbox Series X, according to a QA and a with 343 industry developers. So the highlight of the Xbox Series X showcase of the, the how powerful the most powerful console in the world is uh was not on display we we saw it running on a normal pc so just another awesome check mark on they the back just, of the box for halo infinite see you what the thing is you just don't understand how of like a big head move this is you show an old dated looking version of your game everybody's disappointed Everybody's up in rages and then boom, you hit them with your fucking new build. It looks incredible. Everybody shits their pants. And then you so you're saying where everyone else, you always get the downgrade complaints 
every time a game comes out, they're like, it's downgraded from E3 2018. You're saying they're going for the upgrade. Yeah. They want to show you the ray traced global illumination super high res. That's what they're saying. That's what they're going to show in like August or whatever. Yeah, just right before, just when you've lost all hope, they they come back and they they pick you back up and they bring you in with their with their like, you know, they just recorded it two weeks ago or something. Uh, that's what that's what they should do. Unfortunately, they're probably going to drop the ball again and. Because it's fucking Xbox and Microsoft, and they're they're just in it for the money, man. They're just Game Pass is great. Nobody can argue. Nobody can argue that. I'm not here to argue that. You're not here to argue that. Game Pass. That's what I kept seeing online was all these takes with they're like, yeah, the games might suck, and yeah, we might know what any of them are, but you gotta respect that all of these games are gonna be day one on Game Pass. I'm sitting here thinking, yeah, we knew that already. Yeah, you. You're not going to be able to ride the Game Pass thing as if it's news yeah, forever. Like we, Game Pass has been around for like two years already. We get it. And that's we know also what we're getting into. That's also like a. It's like you're arguing against yourself there too because it's like that's what the computer and the PC race are saying as like a plus for them, not for Microsoft. It's like, yeah, it's going to be on Game Pass, so I don't need an Xbox. I got a computer. Yeah, it's so weird. Yeah, it's uh, like I don't know. Why does the Series X even exist if Microsoft clearly doesn't want to sell it to you? I mean, it's, you know, it's like they're just kind of doing it because that's like what we expected them to do, because I don't I don't know, like because they are they do seem to be putting as much effort into the Xbox Series X as Game Pass. Like it's no, I don't think they are. Oh, really? At least that's not how it's coming from all these showcases, because. You know, they're building up the Xbox Series X and everything. And then after this event, you know, Aaron Greenberg, the the GM of marketing at Xbox or whatever, is up there saying, well, this was never it's why we call it the Xbox Game Showcase, not the Xbox Series X Showcase that like, oh, don't do that. We're just trying to highlight the games. We're not trying to highlight the Xbox Series X, blah, blah, blah. Well, but that's like that's the problem. You've already shown it. We we, that's all we want to see. Yeah, it's just weird that like, I mean. They're launching a next generation console in the fall, and it just doesn't feel like it. Like, I'm not seeing any of the outside. Of, like, it, the problem with Xbox is it's all words. They aren't showing anything. It's all talk. Yeah, and it's a lot of buzzwords, just like the whole smart delivery thing that started it off. Yeah. <clears throat> and I think in retrospective, it makes PlayStation's event look even better. The fact that, like, of course, it started with Grand Theft Auto Five because Sony's got to make that money. And yeah, that could have been. But the second that trailer's over, honestly, you get that black screen that says, "From this point on, everything shown is running on PlayStation Five hardware." I mean, yeah, Jeff Jeff Keighley has even nothing was running on. Yeah, we've even seen Jeff Keighley playing uh, that Astrobot game on his on stream, (laughs) like right there in front of us. Uh, Yeah. And Astrobot's not a uh, a triple well, sure, like, no. system seller but it or anything. Shows but it's off still, what, we've seen a game running on the hardware. Yeah, it shows <laughs> off like what the PlayStation 5 can do dynamically. And you know, it comes with every PS5, which you you can't shake a stick at that. I mean. Well, granted, every Xbox Series X is probably gonna come with three months of game pass. Yeah, but fuck them. 
So that Xbox is probably going to come with like 200. But okay, those people. But the thing is, those people that like got that probably are already paying for Games Pass. And it's, yeah, that's great. Okay, you get three free months that you don't have to pay for, but still. No, I know. I agree with you. I'm just. The pack in thing is not my focus so much as it's I think just, it's cool. It's interesting that we're so it's close got the to launch and they can't show us what Halo Infinite looks like today. We, <clears> there's already been so many rumors of how troubled development was for this game. And I can't speak for like, that. Like when I look at those Halo shots that, they, you know, everybody's fo- hyper focused on right now. I'm like, I mean, it looks it looks fine. I, I don't really know. But the, again, I haven't played like the last two Halo games, so I, I'm still expecting it to be. It, it looks better than Halo 3. That's all you have to do for me, I guess. I, I don't know. I mean, it depends on the shot because Halo 3 on Xbox One X is running at 4K with HDR now. No, I've never seen like, it like that, unfortunately. That sounds pretty good. I like yeah. Halo 3. And, and that's the thing is it's not that it looks bad mm-hmm. necessarily. It just doesn't look next. Like when you look at Halo Infinite for the Xbox <laughs> Series yeah. X and you say it looks fine. That sure is shit not what we said when we saw Horizon 2. That's not what we said when we saw Ratchet and Clank. Yeah, that's true. We're, yeah. I mean, like, dude, especially, this looks like a fucking Pixar movie in motion. Especially here. that scene with like Master Chief and that dude in the in the cockpit and stuff like. Yeah, the character models look way worse than what was in Halo 5. Yeah, I don't. And I can't really speak for that, but they don't look next. Like his armor, like Master Chief's armor kind of looked a little more detailed. Master Chief looks great. Yeah, yeah his his character model looks excellent. But like, it's always going to because he's the star and I don't of the know, show. Yeah, and I don't know if you're supposed to just be so distracted by him that you ignore the guy in the bottom right hand corner but i mean so what about the fucking the, the the banished dude that's at the end of the trailer we keep seeing close-ups of his character model i, I don't think i've terrible. i don't think i've seen that shot as much as this, uh, as much as this other one but yeah, like i don't know it's just even in yeah and the other thing too with the, the whole january date build Apparently, there's conflicting information on that, too, that January is the earliest we heard. But there's other people saying it was more like April or May or whatever. But regardless, it's like you should be putting your best foot forward with this kind of thing. And. Yeah, I just I don't understand what's going on over there. This is one of those things where I think it goes past like like because you got to give everyone the consideration of, you know, COVID-19. This is probably not what was planned originally. Things had to change. But. Even the stuff like the official screenshots, you couldn't have grabbed an official screenshot from like a current, like what we're working on right now at, at 343. <clears throat> like just a PR thing that says, just come out and say it. Like this is this is an early build, you know, because of what's going on. You know, we didn't have time to to make another demo. Like this is what we showed to partners in, in early February, early March, or whatever. You just like them like, to be here's a, a couple more of like screenshots of what we're looking at now. A little more transparent. Yeah, here is. Yeah, here's four images of like this is what it looks like today on Phil Spencer's fucking console that he's playing in his living room, like something like that. Just just come right out and say it because these are the people that we've been building Xbox up. Is like oh they're so transparent, oh they're they're so pro consumer and they're so like just being so upfront about everything. And oh Sony won't tell us anything. Sony's been so silent. Blah blah. blah. Game Pass, Game Pass, Game Pass. And <laughs> they can't just they can't put their best foot forward for like their tent pole franchise. Gears of Gears Five looks better than what we've seen for Halo Infinite. That yeah, that I, that I do agree with because that I have seen shots of Gears Five and stuff, and I've seen people play that. And I mean, yeah, I agree with that. <clears throat> and 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 all this stuff too, where it's like people keep saying it's an open world Halo Infinite, but then there have been talks. 
Yes. No one on the on the marketing side or none of these PR things are ever mentioning open world. They're just saying it's the biggest Halo experience we've seen. So what happens when this comes out and it's it's an area that's no bigger than like India and Uncharted The Lost Legacy? Because right now the excuse that everyone's writing on is, oh, well, it looks like this because it's hard to make an open world at 60 frames per second that'll run on the original Xbox One. Which is another huge fucking issue I have with all that because Phil Spencer and his have been saying for months now that it won't that hold the it old back. Xbox won't yeah. hold it back. Yeah, I, I, even I've heard been that. developed with the full power of the Xbox Series X yeah. hardware. That it, you know, nothing is going to stop this game from looking as best as it possibly can. And then this is what they show. Like Game Pass, be damned! I don't <laughs> care. Like I don't care. And this is another issue that I had, too, when everyone starts riding on the Game Pass thing. We were talking about this a year ago, where it's like, what happens when you can't sell a game for $60 anymore because you've devalued your product to the point where everyone expects to get it for $10 a month? Are we going to see an influx of, quote, Game Pass games instead of the same high-quality AAA fare that we've seen before? You $60 games that you are happy to spend $60 on. They just happen to be 10 bucks a month or is quality going to degrade? Look at Netflix. We all love Netflix. It's the greatest value in entertainment as far as TV and movies go. But Netflix puts out a lot of garbage. It's really rare that a Netflix exclusive movie comes out. You're just like, dude, I can't wait to see this battle. It yeah, out it's, the it's definitely quantity like, oh, over cool. quality. I'm really glad I didn't pay for this. Yeah. <laughs> And I'm so, so worried that that's where we're going with some of this. Like, it's great for your indie games up until the point where what happens when the Game Pass library gets so fucking big that you have the same issue as as you have now buying your games. Where you're looking at like a wall of games and be like, fuck, well, I don't know what I want to play because yeah. I've just got so many things to choose from. <clears throat> Indies love it now because, oh, we're seeing high player numbers and stuff. But what happens when you're not one of 200 games on Game Pass, you're one of 800 Steam sees that issue all the time where, oh, there's like 50 new fucking games coming out on Steam today. Okay, well, which indie game is the one that is worth my time right now? And I don't know. It's it's a very weird predicament that we're in, and I'm not seeing the highlights that a lot of people are seeing. Look, I don't know. If, if I may take the mic for a sec. You may. Microsoft, Xbox, this, me, Soulsborne, Ethan, Ethan, I, I am not what you would call on your side. And we know this. This is this is apparent. I make it apparent. But I'm not against you. I, I believe in in uh, free market. You know, I believe competition is good to an extent. But uh, the the voice you just heard previously, that is that is a Xbox fan that is hurt. These are these are <laughs> that's like you've had to explain to people like I'm I want them to succeed you do. so badly. You do. These are these are words that are not meant to hurt or embarrass. He he wants you to succeed. He wants the best for you and him so he can ride that wave of fun with you. But this is a man you have let down. And I feel like you can do I better. Can't keep getting away with it. <laughs> They can't keep getting away with it. I just feel like you can do better, Microsoft Xbox. You know, I, I feel like you can do better. Anyway. So the second part of our follow-up, which will not run as long as the first, because <laughs> I get really aggravated when I talk about Halo. Uh, even Rare doesn't know what Everwild's gameplay is yet. 
as the company says it is still experimenting with its design. Studio head Craig Duncan says, quote, we'll have plenty to say in the future on that, but we have an idea we feel really passionate about and we think there's something special. I have a team of people that wake up every morning with a desire to make this game that they're really, really passionate about, end quote. So Everwild is that really pretty looking like nature mm, I'm looking, at looking at game looking where you at right like now. the weird animals and stuff. Yeah, there's a and trailer from November 14th of last year, and then there's the trailer that we got uh, at the showcase and stuff. at the showcase yeah, yeah. Um, and the november 14th one was another one where it's like everyone's like oh my god this new game from rare this looks so cool and i was like what is it oh that's a lot oh, i don't know but it looks oh, really cool boy. okay yeah you're right uh, maybe we'll see more about it soon everybody and we see it at the xbox showcase it looks really cool again all right awesome but this is just a do we know what it's yeah, about this yeah. is just a movie though <laughs> nope we have no idea what it's about and and that's fair you know they'll figure it out well they'll get there but it, it's just another one where like man like this looks like a really pretty show that I would watch, but I think that's the second half of my disappointment with Xbox right now is that like they had all those big studio acquisitions and that was a huge move. That was a very important move for them. They needed some more people under their wing making first party titles like and Ab- like Microsoft needed a studio to fund like, like they Absolver. needed to put their money somewhere. Not like it looks not really like great. gameplay. It, it looks wise, like it will be like great style. Um yeah, it's dripping in atmosphere. I think it's gorgeous looking. I think that's probably the one of the prettiest games they showed. Like, there's a lot of effects there. Like, uh, you'll see in one of the scenes, there's like they're they're swirling their um, mm-hmm. their uh, torches around and stuff, and there's smoke coming off of them, and the smoke is shadowed. Like, that's so rare to see like smoke creating shadow on there. Like, that's that's one of those things. Like, that's where we have like next gen stupid amounts of horsepower to throw at things, where we can make real time shadows for smoke. Stupid amounts of horsepower. A stupid amount like that's the stuff where I'm like, dude, you should have been showing that as far as like and highlighting that kind of stuff. Yeah, and this looks cool. But again, like what? Uh, we have no idea what's going to play like. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's another. And and there's so many studios where I, I think and this this is mostly like and people that share my opinion. It's almost like our fault for like really not considering how long it takes to make these games and stuff. But I felt like some of these studios would be further along than they are in getting these games out and you know, we're probably another two to three years away from a lot of these new studio acquisitions to really start bearing fruit. And it's just disappointing how much catch up they're playing at Xbox. And it just really, it, it can all be traced back to that E3 2013 showing of, you know, TV, TV, Steven Spielberg, Halo TV series, sports, sports, TV, entertainment, Call of Duty. Everybody knows and they just want Rare to make Donkey Kong games, so they need to stop. No, they don't, because if they wanted to pump out a They need fucking, to stop dicking around, talk they to Nintendo. They wanted to pump out Banjo-Kazooie, they could have done that by now. No, you got a ukulele. <laughs> That's a different studio. Oh, I did, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Was that a kickstart? That's another group of people from Rare that yeah. <laughs> they're like, we're tired of doing fucking Sea of Thieves. Just make Conkers. <laughs> we want to make platformers just again. Just make another Conkers bad for it. Fuck Banjo. Bring back Bubsy is all I'm saying. So you know, what was that? Uh, Blinks. Gex and Gecko and Bubsy win. Blinks. Yeah, Blinks the time Yeah. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Really disappointed we didn't get a Blink reveal <laughs> for sure. That's a that's a, that's a good tweet. crazy missed good opportunity. Tweet. They're not living off the right nostalgia <laughs> up in Xbox. You know, if we don't take a break from Halo, how are we going to be nostalgic about Halo? Bring back Blinks. Bring back Conquer. <clears throat> bring back Gex. Uh, all right. It's time for some news. 
a deceptive amount of news this week, but not a lot of like in-depth news. So we're going to fill up on some small bites, some uh, um, some appetizers. Have an appetit for two. Get ready for the big meal later on. Some, uh, oh, fuck. What are they called? Antipasta? And, and some antipasta, <laughs> some hors d'oeuvres. First off, PlayStation on Twitter said, Ghost of Tsushima is now PlayStation 4's fastest-selling first-party original IP debut with more than 2.4 million units sold through globally in its first three days of sales. Awesome. Surpassing, of course, Horizon Zero Dawn, Days Gone, and uh, The Last of Us, but that was last generation. What was the other big IP this year? They had another big IP this generation. I'm, I'm drawing a blank on. But, uh, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, big numbers, man. I mean, that's that's awesome. Ghost is doing mm-hmm. really, really well. It's doing really well in particular in Japan. Uh, it is far and away the best-selling PlayStation uh, IP in Japan for this generation. And we'll, we'll talk a little bit about those numbers wow. in a minute. Um yeah, it's doing incredibly well. So kudos to them. Uh, yeah, I know I, I sounded pretty harsh on it last week, but it's just I had a lot to get off my chest. But overall, it is a good game. Yeah. And we're, we're hearing from friends of ours that are playing it, too, how much they're enjoying it as well. Uh, next, the Yakuza series director, Toshihiro Nagoshi, really likes Ghost of Tsushima. But he thinks it should have been made in Japan. Mm. That's not a detraction from it. Uh, he is quoted here, uh, to be honest... We were beaten. Uh, yeah, of course we're losing. Honestly, I think it's a game that should have been made in Japan. Uh, but he continued, you can tell the developers did a massive amount of research. So he's given them mad props for how much uh, research they did into this. But talking about things like how it relates to Japanese cinema mm-hmm. and just the way that they got like the style of the but game he, set and the environment. But he's and stuff. saying, in his opinion, because of the the how much it ties to the history of Japan, Japan should have made this type of game way before this. Well, kind of, yeah. He's basically just saying it's kind of shameful yes. that like it took a Western country to make such yes. a truly Japanese yes, yes, yes. game. Uh, and he, he goes on to say later that like no one in Japan would have made this game because of the way that like their marketing research works and stuff. Uh, he has a quote down here. Uh, Quote, the protagonist Jin isn't a particularly handsome lead, don't you think? At least your typical Japanese company, if you showed concept art for a character like him, I don't think it would have been approved. They like the pretty boys. Uh, yeah. All this money and development time is being spent on this middle-aged dude. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he applauded the resolve to entrust things in such a, in such a character. Uh, perhaps he thinks the game companies would prefer a younger protagonist, which is certainly more common in Japanese games. Yeah. Cause everything just gets animated. The fuck yes, up. everybody's like 25 belt buckles. Everyone's yeah. 15 years old at most. Uh, yeah. He uh, called out the, Oh, and also a lot of this is getting pulled from Kotaku. So thank you. Uh, Brian Ashcraft. I'm, I'm literally just reading from parts of this article over here. Uh, quote foreigners who tickle the fancy of japanese people more than japanese people are rather amazing no there's like a notion that westerners don't understand these things but that hypothesis itself is mistaken uh he points out the kurosawa mode and how he liked that so much and that it's not just a black and white filter but it actually plays with the frame rate a little bit to make it look more filmic uh and yeah at the bottom here he just says uh there are numerous things I bow my head to, like aiming at setting a game in this time period. I could go on. I feel an earnest sense of a job well done. So high praise. 
but I'm a huge fan of the Yakuza game, so the fact that he's digging this so much kind of makes me hope that maybe they go back to uh, the samurai setting for Yakuza at some point. Maybe try to wet, uh, localize that, bring it over because there's a, a side series that Ethan I've shown you before of Yakuza that's set in like feudal Japan, mm-hmm. similar way to Ghost of Tsushima, but it's just never been localized because Sega was just so convinced. The Yakuza series doesn't sell great anyway up until recently where it's finally seen a or lot of success up. here. But they thought, oh, okay, well, this if, if Yakuza on in general isn't doing great, there's no way they'll want like this feudal Japan samurai thing. Everybody likes feudal Little Japan. Little do they know. I know everyone <laughs> wants it. Yeah, exactly. But fun little interview from here, him. It, it's cool to hear such high praise from uh, someone so esteemed in, in Japanese games. Uh the Switch is selling like crazy in Japan right now, moving 125,000 units last week alone as Animal Crossing continues to sell well and with the release of Paper Mario, the Origami King. So 125,000 units just in Japan last week in a week. That's like Christmas yeah, numbers, that's, man. That's nuts. It's like they released it For all over again. <laughs> yeah, the PlayStation 4 and Pro together sold 1,400 units in that same week. And the 3DS family of systems sold 982. And did, okay, so did the, did Japan go through kind of the same, uh, like inventory problem that we had over here? Because there was, there was a little bit of shortages for like some of the special edition consoles and stuff. Yeah. But, uh, that's, I think the shortage got cleared up pretty quickly over there because, again, like the, the numbers, why it's so interesting in Japan. Is that like when we talk about big weeks, we're talking about like hundreds of thousands in general, yeah, just because of the US, population. just because the population yeah. so much vaster. Yeah. Same with Europe. Yeah. So to see one hundred and thirty thousand units in Japan go crazy. And this is after, yeah, some of the shortages. And these were units that were they were selling out like they would have sold even more switches that week if they could if they could keep up with yeah, supply and demand. So this is considering the shortage as it is at the moment. Um, Animal Crossing this week sold ninety four thousand units in japan so probably most of those people picking up new 3ds or switches mm-hmm. picked up uh, animal crossing as well ghost of tsushima sold fifty three thousand units in japan this week with a total of 26 i'm sorry two hundred sixty six thousand three hundred and two units of lifetime sales so uh that game's doing really well three weeks in, in japan yeah. considering and especially because uh believe it or not playstation like home consoles are really not they don't sell great in Japan. Like those the market for those systems is very much in the West because mobile is king yeah, in they, Japan. Yeah, they it's like just, their mobile thing. It has been for a very long time. So to see a game like this sell that well in Japan is just again, it speaks to how much because yeah, how, that's how like much a, the Japanese audience that's is really a game you have to sit it. down and actually give attention to and yeah. Yeah, and and, and people are choosing mm-hmm. to give it that time. Yeah, exactly. Uh yeah, so some good numbers for them. Uh, 50,000 units of Paper Mario sold this week with a total of 159,735. So there's another good comparison point is those games came out on the same yeah. day. So just over 100,000 <laughs> more units of Ghost have sold than a Mario game, which is impressive. Even if it is a Paper Mario. Yeah, it, it's still it's, it's just one of those things. That, it's a Switch game, so it automatically gets a boon yeah. because, again, mobile play. Cool. And then, yeah, Mario. I mean, that's even if it's Paper Mario, it's still it's yeah. Mario. Uh, so good. Kudos to Ghost of Tsushima. Their Sucker Punch is rocking it. Oof, rocking it. A yeah, revival. The second one. Almost. Almost. Uh, next up, 
every nuclear weapon in Metal Gear Solid 5 on PlayStation 3 has been dismantled as of July 27th, 2020, unlocking a secret ending for players of the I'm game. I'm glad you brought this up today because I don't understand why this is a big deal. And I would like you to explain it to me. I would love to explain it to you. So in Metal Gear Solid 5, there's an online component mm-hmm. uh, involving your your home base, your that FOB. That you build up throughout the game, right? Or okay. Yeah, throughout the game. Yeah, as you... Uh, you basically kidnap enemy soldiers <laughs> and uh, among to other add them to your ranks you acquire resources and um and crafting materials and stuff like that you're able to expand your base with like weapons and armaments uh barracks for your your soldiers and stuff like that and it's like an on it's like a meta game running alongside the mm-hmm. the campaign of metal gear solid 5 now the online component is that you can infiltrate enemy fobs in order to gain more resources kidnap their ranks things like that and vice versa they can do it back to you as well so you have to it's a you're playing offense and defense basically and one of the major components of this is that you can craft nuclear weapons to use on enemy fobs okay but it's implied in the game like that you you don't want nukes you want everyone to disarm because nuclear disarmament is just a big theme of metal gear solid also if everybody fires nukes everybody dies not just the people that of course yeah and so there's this online, there's this thing where you have the option to disarm your nukes. Uh-huh. And not only that, but you can go over to enemy bases and disarm their nukes instead of taking them for yourself. So people have been infiltrating each other's bases, disarming all of these nuclear weapons for the hopes of bringing the world total down to zero. Uh, because it was hinted at for a while that if you did this, there would be a certain cutscene uh-huh. or would unlock like chapter three of the game, which everyone was just convinced was like there, but <laughs> Kojima, because he's crazy right, and exactly. like locked it away. Which is the same reason he would hint at a secret ending for doing that, because he's fucking yeah. crazy. <laughs> he's insane. Uh, now, this was becoming very difficult to do, obviously, because the game's no life one works is together dying. on the internet. Yeah. Well, that also. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's plenty of people that are like, no, fuck that. I don't want to build nukes. Yeah. I want to nuke people. Uh, so it was presumed that like this would never work. Yes. And you combine that with the fact that uh, on PS3 and on, on PC, there's lots of hackers. They can like make like hundreds of nukes without spending any resources and stuff. So for a long time, it was thought that this was never going to happen. And the cutscene had technically already been unlocked on the steam version by mistake like two years ago because on the pc version uh people had made so many nukes that it rolled oh, over yeah, the internal classic, on the servers that classic little doodah yeah so they made like fifty thousand nukes and so the game rolled over to zero <laughs> and the next time people booted it up the cutscene ran and everyone's like oh Lame. i guess we, we disarmed all the nukes uh but then that was also when people found out there's no chapter three <laughs> after that it, it's just a cutscene but uh, yeah, so on PC, probably never going to happen. No one ever thought it was going to happen on any system. But on PS3, uh, apparently very recently, they were able to get it done. Immediately afterwards, the number jumped back up to like 40. And used to, Konami would publish the numbers of nukes on each platform, mm-hmm. but they stopped a while ago, obviously. Uh, but just kind of interesting. That is that very cool. Naturally, without hacking and stuff, they were able to do this. So what, what is the... I always thought... What, what's the, what is the, like, the, the cinematic that plays? Is it... It's like a nine minute long, like cinematic of just, you know, big boss uh-huh. and, and, uh, and your, ba- your base. Uh, oh, uh, the other guy. Yeah, yeah. 
just the other guy that leads the, the team with you. Yeah, just it's a Hideo Kojima cutscene. You can imagine yeah, what it is. Talking yes, about, I can. You know, we we it's removed the nukes, but the war's not dialogue, over. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Uh, I always thought the Xbox One version was going to be the one to do it, just because presumably there's a lot less players on there. Mm-hmm. So I figured it would be easier. But you know, PS3 got it first. Yeah. But uh, just fun to worth worth mentioning. That's I, very. I mean, yes, it's very cool piece of video game in history a, in a place where like we cannot get rid of nukes in the real world. And yeah. <laughs> online where your anonymity is increased and, you know, you have, you know, the no consequence of dying and everything. So presumably, given the option, nobody would ever choose, you know, world peace technically. So for them <laughs> to come together, as I would assume as a slightly as a whole, I'm sure there were a few that. Oh, yeah, there was a whole there's a nuclear disarmament community God, on Reddit so. where they've been like planning a t- quote unquote attack times <laughs> for like hundreds of them to get online all at one time and invade other people's bases and and help each other with resources so that they could disarm maybe, as many nukes as possible. Maybe world peace really is possible. Maybe, maybe. it is all thanks to the PlayStation 3. Uh, next, G4, X-Play and Attack of the Show all tease a 21 2021 return on Twitter. So for those that are not who've been living under a rock or if you're only yeah, 12 years old really or something young. like that, uh, G4 was of course a video game centric television. It network. was our Twitch. That's what it was. It was our Twitch. <laughs> That's basically what it was. It was YouTube for games before YouTube for games. Uh, uh, the network basically devoted to video gaming and stuff. There's lots of live news coverage. X play was a, a review show where uh, Adam Sessler and Morgan Webb, I think a uh, couple other. What was it before? X- I think it was just extended yes, it play. Was. Before it was X- extended play. play. Yes. It was just it Adam. Was Adam yeah. I think there might have been one other host after Morgan Webb as well. But uh, they like video game reviews and stuff. Attack of the Show was more of like a a year show, not, even, not like sketches. What did you say? A your show. They did more like they did more like in depth looks into stuff. It was a little more technical. There were like the slapstick kind of bits that they did, but. For the most part, yeah, lots of bits. For the most part, it was it Olivia was, Munn was on. It was there very informative. Kevin Pereira. Yeah, yeah, they were doing like video game news and commentary and stuff before there was like, a, a, you know, before it was considered even a thing. Yeah, because and I remember, yeah, Attack of the Show. Like you were saying, I think it was more technology mm-hmm. in general, not just not just a uh, not just video yeah, games. Yeah, they had a little but, bit of everything. Uh, just a tease so far. Just a little quick little trailer. Uh, didn't really show much, and all we have is the date twenty twenty one. I hope this. We don't yeah, know I hope this is true. Who's involved with it? Uh, I almost guarantee you that Adam Sessler and Morgan Webb will not be involved. They've both expressed in the past that they're not really interested in getting back on camera. Yeah, um, I mean, I, you have to believe they're definitely. If they did do a revival of X Play, that they would definitely make like an appearance at least once. You'd have to. I mean, just to give the goodwill towards the new show or something as like a funny thing, but. Maybe not, but I, I really hope that they would. Yeah, I'd like to see that, but I, I have my yeah. doubts. I, we have no idea who even owns these IP at this mm-hmm. point. What like what's going on behind the scenes to make this happen? It's probably not going to come back as a network cable program or tell or channel or anything. I can imagine it's going to be something more like a it would, either a YouTube yeah. channel or like an Ooh. IG in South Lake where they have their own website and maybe. You subscribe or something for premium content. Who knows? It's man. It'll if be they interesting got to see like what form all this takes. Thing, that would be cool, but doubt it. Uh, man, wasn't yeah, it we'll, before we'll G four? Wasn't it Tech TV? So G four and Tech TV were two separate channels. Uh-huh. Um, oh, that's right. Wait, 
I had tech TV no, wait, they? because we had satellite uh, and G4 was a cable network. Okay. Yeah, that makes that sound. And then G4 and tech TV merged mm-hmm, at I one point. That. And because then it was G4, G4 tech, tech TV. TV. Yeah. And that was like the downfall. Yeah, it was. That was, that when, was when it, it yeah, started going it was bad. just different because they, they started doing like the shows got more different and you could tell it was just marathons of cops. Yeah. It's never a good sign yeah. when you start having a marathon of cops. There's, <laughs> maybe this will come up as news on uh, on watches, but I read something about uh, A&E because they had to drop cops, lost like 56% of their viewership. Damn. That's funny. I'm going to look, or, we should look into that. Is either A&E or the history, whichever one that like plays mm-hmm. cops all the time. Yeah. But <laughs> a lot of people are just quick to point out that if you lost 56% of your viewership because of one show, that you probably Problem. should have put all your eggs in one basket. Yeah, or you should probably bring back that show if possible. <laughs> oh, Cops is never coming back. I know, but it's never <laughs> coming back. Uh, next up, the first images of the PlayStation 5 case have leaked from manufacturing facilities over in China and hint at the outer white shell being replaceable, possibly with custom designs offered by Sony. So... Uh, did you happen to see this going around on Twitter at all? Uh, no, actually, I didn't. But we I think we like might have touched on this when we first saw the PS5, that this was like a possibility, because I remember somebody we definitely spent. I remember somebody tweeted even about it, that that could be like the or they hinted at it or something. And yeah. we were like, "Ooh, maybe that would be cool. But um, the way those lips come yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. Where it just like, seems like it could kind of replace. Yeah. But uh, I, I would, that would this would be very cool. I don't know how much uh, like customizing i would be into depending on what you can do just because i i do like the way it looks but uh yeah yeah i, I would rather i you know i like to customize with the controller maybe well i imagine it's a cheaper way to do limited edition things mm-hmm. like maybe a new game's coming out and it's like oh, okay well instead of making a whole you know, making thing, a run yeah. of ten thousand new consoles with this one case you can just sell that shell yeah. separately and then uh even things like as far as like playing with the two tone design, like it would just be simple enough to, Oh, I'd rather have a red one. Mm-hmm. So here's the red case for it or whatever. Uh, it wouldn't be the first time that Sony's done this either, because I, I actually hadn't seen the official versions of this until recently, but you remember on the original PS4, it has like kind of the split top side of the case where the light bar runs in between. Yeah. Yeah. Where it's just like left and right. And then a light bar in the middle, uh, the thinner side you could actually pop that off, and it's one of the first steps towards uh, dismantling the mm-hmm. console. But you could pop that off and get access to like the the disc drive and the fan. It was an easy way to like clean it out without voiding your warranty back when that was a concern. And yeah. Sony actually sold some official Sony uh, plates really? for that. They had one for like Journey and one for um, Uncharted Four, I believe, and one for. I want to say Knack, maybe <laughs> something like that. Fucking Knack. But that way you could just get like this very <sighs> specific. Like this, just second tone mm-hmm. kind of custom case that you could pop on there, and uh, I know I'd seen before. I saw the official ones very recently. There are websites that, like you know, the ones that do like the custom controller mods yeah. and stuff like that. There are a lot of those that sold those where they had like their own custom designs. For like, oh, here have this or have like a yeah, definitely if you want to customize your con- your console, there are places that will do it. But I don't know what it does to your warranty. Well, nowadays, I mean, you don't have to worry about it because. Uh, there's a law passed either last year or the year before uh, in the Supreme uh, Court that basically said that uh, it's illegal to remove the right to warranty oh, for opening something that yeah, you purchased. Yeah, yeah. Unless you can prove that like the like what they did when they opened it was the the breaking of it. 
Yeah, it's your hardware. You paid for it. You're allowed to do what yeah. you want with it. Uh, if the company can prove that what you did broke it, then of course that can uh, void your warranty. Yeah, that sure, way. it's intentional. But, yeah, yeah, but like opening up your case to blow dust mm-hmm. out, the Supreme Court rule was just like that's not reason enough to say that you're you're not allowed to get repairs. True. So that's been changed. Uh, you'll actually notice now on newer units and consoles and stuff, they no longer have that sticker that says that on the back of the console. Where yeah, it's mine like has like tape open. on it, but it doesn't have anything on there that says anything about like voiding the warranty. Yeah, those uh, those stickers are now illegal. Yeah. <laughs> uh, next up, Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War is the name of your 2020 Call of Duty game. Thanks, Doritos, for the hot tip. Hold on, I gotta pause this for a second because my dog is losing her shit. Sorry, I had to take my dog's collar off. Gen- okay, just a second uh, note I have to make. I have to edit this anyway to fix my Microsoft my microphone. Yeah, fix your Microsoft. Was that like one ten and one nineteen? Cool. All right. Uh, next, Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War is your twenty twenty Call of Duty game. Thanks to Doritos. Uh, mm-hmm. Apparently, <laughs> some Doritos bags leaked with the logo and uh, your typical like two XP weekend thing. You get the codes and yeah. You know, you eat Doritos, you get your Dorito crusted hands on your controller, you play video games. It's all fun. Monsters. All fun and games. Uh, so, yeah, it, it's actually kind of interesting that we've got this late into the year with no official reveal. Because uh, presumably this is going to come out in like October, November. Like, I mean, Call of Duty is kind of like on clockwork. Yeah. COVID's not stopping those guys. <laughs> Activision won't allow it. Uh, and this one's interesting, too, because this has been uh, pretty on the back end, pretty difficult development according to some of the leaks we've had. I believe this was the one that was supposed to be Sledgehammer working on it because it's their turn. <laughs> and uh, Activision took it away from him and gave him the Treyarch with only, I think, less than a year to finish up the game. So it'll be interesting hearing some of the stories once that yeah, comes out. Because if you recall, <clears throat> Black Ops 4 was the first Call of Duty that launched without a story campaign. And it only had that multiplayer mode and then uh, blackout because of issues during development where they just couldn't get the campaign where they wanted it. And I think some of that was getting repurposed for this title. Hmm. And then presumably Activision still wasn't happy with where it was going. So I think we're finally starting to see some of the kinks in the armor as far as dev times and these teams trying to get these games out on a yearly cycle because there's three studios, uh, Infinity Ward, Sledgehammer and Treyarch all working on Call of Duty games all the time. And they get about two years, two to three, to work on that. Give it to the other guy. Yeah, exactly. And then uh, on top of that, we're in a next gen transfer coming over. So we got they're gonna have five platforms to get this out on. Some toxic ass Uh, shit right there. PS4, Xbox, Xbox One X, PS4 Pro, Xbox Series X, PS4. PlayStation 5, so six platforms, actually. Oh, and PC, seven platforms to do a cross-gen Call of Duty. Uh, so, yeah, we'll see how that turns out. I'm sure it will not affect scores. I'm sure it will not affect how the game turns out as far as uh, what the consumer sees. But 
you gotta wonder how much longer they can keep that up, man. The the Call of Duty Empire, you know, forever. And on the same time, I mean, it no campaign didn't affect sales for Black Ops mm-hmm. Four at all. So, I still want to see them do something where they just iterate on the multiplayer with something like Warzone and Modern Warfare. Like maybe make like a call like a Black Ops platform, a Modern Warfare platform. Iterate on those, sell your season passes, maybe pay, make people pay for expansion every once in a while, and then just like sell the campaign separate. Just every couple of years, make like a fucking Hollywood style, big budget Call of Duty campaign. That would make me happy. <laughs> Activision, you know, I, would, I would be get, okay with get that. on Twitter's, get a hold of them for ideas. Time for some slightly bigger news. Only slightly. Only slightly. Uh, Horror manga author Junji Ito revealed to fans last week that he's been in talks with Hideo Kojima about potentially collaborating on a horror game together. Did you feel your butthole clinch? I don't do spoopy. I felt my butthole clinch. Uh, The reveal came during a Comic-Con 2020 interview where Ito was asked if he is currently working on any games. Quote, I do know director Kojima, and we have been in conversations that he may have a horror-based game that he may be doing, and so he has invited me to work on that. Maybe. As well. <laughs> <laughs> so he got a lot of maybes, and he may be, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Uh, but there are no details on it yet, end quote. Hideo Kojima has expressed interest very recently on working on a horror game after only being able to experiment with ideas during the development of E.T., the demo for the canceled Silent Hill game. Kojima said he wants to create, quote, something that uses a revolutionary method to create terror that doesn't just make you pee your pants, but crap them. I already have ideas in mind, end quote. Nope, nope, nope. (laughs) Fuck (laughs) that, dude. I would love a Kojima this horror is game. Like, there are moments in his regular games that yeah, are terrifying. This is like when the Final <laughs> Fantasy XIV devs were like, we want to do uh, a version so hard that like it, it sh- it's deemed impossible. And then it took people like, I think it was like a couple of weeks and they did it. It was the first ultimate version, I think. Yeah. Uh, are you familiar with Junji Ito? A by little name? bit, yeah. I know he's done some uh, horror mangas and uh, yeah. Oh, he's done lots. Yeah, some some more some lo- really some, fucking gruesome. Some stuff. more longer form like <laughs> Japanese novels. Like I don't know personally what they are, but yeah, yeah. Uh, it's sad that Drew's not here because I bet we would be able to talk a little bit mm-hmm. more about that. I always forget that you're so afraid yep. of scary no, things. I it, it, I, I can't sleep, man. It freaks me out, dude. Ever since I saw the Exorcist back when I was like fucking eight or something, shit's all oh, the Exorcist shit. Funny fucking, I, I was like a child. That shit's. I, I thought my mom was gonna get possessed. <laughs> <laughs> scared the shit out of me, dude. God, oh, so good. Yeah, this is incredibly exciting to me. Partly because, like I said, we already knew that Kojima was wanting to toy mm-hmm. around with horror. I mean, which is obvious. I mean, he wanted to make a Silent Hill yeah. game after all. But uh, this collaboration in particular would be uh, just industry defining <laughs> is the only way to put it. Like, especially coming off of something like Death Stranding. I love it. Something that uses a revolutionary method to create terror. Oh, oh, <laughs> I love like that. that. That's scary. <laughs> uh, yes, I'm very much looking forward to that. Uh, hopefully we hear some more news from what Kojima is working on next 
Uh, probably about a year from now, if I had to say. Uh, probably not going to be. Well, it's Kojima. You know, he doesn't mind teasing a game like four years out. Oh, yeah. You no, know, it, it, could be, it could be a like little Four while. years before. It could be a little while. Yeah, who knows? <laughs> it's just going to involve Kojima just like giving people heart attacks in random places around the around the that's world. That's the thing is like he's just not like, going to do jump scares. That That's too basic. No, he's going to do shit where it's like just like Death Stranding. Like you're thinking about it when you're not playing the game. It's going to be something like that where you're just walking around in the environment and just like nothing's happening and you just like shriek <laughs> because <laughs> something in the real life reminded you of something you saw in his yeah. uh next up our final story nintendo has been hit once again by another massive data leak this time with full development repositories for the company's official DS emulator, Pokemon Diamond and Pearl, the Game Boy Advance BIOS, and Game Boy Color's boot ROMs. So uh, for those of you that are not programmers, uh, a development repository is basically an online, think of it as like a series of notepad <laughs> pages. It's just like an online resource where all of your code is put online so that multiple people can access it and iterate on it. You have like change logs. You can do nightly builds of like little bits of code that change to, to test them against old builds. Uh, and all of this stuff is kept from like the beginning of the repo to the end. So you can see every change that was made to the code from the beginning of development all the way to the end. Uh, so this coming out for something like an official DS emulator or a game like Pokemon, mm. It's pretty. It's more than just oh, here's the source code for the final output. It's here's everything we did throughout development as we found bugs and fixed them, little kinks in the hardware that they found workarounds for, things like that. Uh, there's also a full master ROM database for the Nintendo Entertainment System for all of Japan and America. So the master ROM database is just every game that was ever sent to Nintendo for certification for the original Nintendo Entertainment System, uh, as well as full source code for games such as Star Fox and Star Fox 2, Link's Awakening DX, Yoshi's Island, Mario Kart, F-Zero, and The Legend of Zelda Link to the Past, among others. Uh, various other prototypes and debug, debug ROMs were included in the leak, including a build of Super Mario Kart that did not have drifting and also included multiple unused musical tracks, including an unused title theme and an early prototype of Yoshi's Island with a completely different user interface and a title prefix of Super Mario Brothers 5. What? There's even code in the dump that suggests Nintendo was working on a way to turn the Super Nintendo into a personal computer complete with floppy disk drive, keyboard and mouse support and a DOS-like oh operating God, system. That DOS, being the, DOS being the OS before Windows. I wouldn't have there been was, able uh, to do that because I was a child with a child brain. Unless they made it for like kids, which would have been well, that's cool. The thing is, if they made it for kids, like it's like Nintendo, it would probably have been like very easy Nintendo. to use. And you say you couldn't do it, but if yeah, if you were introduced Nintendo, to it on something like a Super Nintendo. Could've, you could have changed my life. Yeah, little kids learn oh to program God, and shit. Nintendo, How you, you failed me as a child. <laughs> uh, and that is all just like the tip of Other the iceberg pictures? of stuff that's in this leak. There, uh, In the link that I sent you, or I'm sorry, that's in the Slack document, there are tweets of people that have just been like slowly going through these leaks just like the last <clears> big <throat> mega leaks. Uh, videos of some of these games being compiled and playing. Uh, one of the other things was the source code for Super Mario 64 
was uh, in here as well, and I think more documented than the previous leak. So people discovered that Luigi actually was intended to be playable in that game at and one point. And he was given Mario the finger? Uh, different game. That was not Super Mario 64, but that was one of us. Uh, oh, Super, yeah, Super Mario World, the better one. Oh, dude, World, Super Mario World is yeah, yeah, yeah. my favorite. Yeah, there's sprites of uh, yeah Luigi giving the oh user the God, finger. Why would he do that? Um, <laughs> well, it's probably just one of those programmer things where they yeah. just thought it was funny. There's stuff in here in this leak where it's like internal emails and Ooh. messages that were being sent to each other and like people just like commenting on the games they're working on. Uh, early designs for characters like Yoshi. Yeah, and, I saw uh, I saw those. Yeah, that early Yoshi was fucking weird. Just so, so much more stuff in this leak. And this is the third time this year that this has happened on this on this. So scale. is this because they've moved to like COVID working and like from home stuff? Or is this just another? No, because the first big leak was uh in like January yeah. or actually might have been late last year. Uh, that guy's actually already been found and arrested by the FBI. It was someone in California uh, with connections to Nintendo of America. Apparently, I don't know how this keeps happening. Uh, it's definitely not from work from home uh, and st- stuff, but because like from the just, outside, it's unprecedented. Yeah, yeah, for definitely. But from the outside, that's what it would seem like. Is like, oh, everybody just started working from home, so uh, you know, security is lessened, and these leaks are happening because of that. So that's what I assumed it all it was because you know this isn't the first this is like you said like the third really big one, um, yeah. But, but the, the fact thing that it's about been leaks like this before that, so. yeah. The thing about these kind of leaks is that they usually happen like the actual leak occurred way before it mm-hmm, went public. Mm-hmm. This is stuff where it's like this is being traded around between people that have other things to offer. Like there's all these, there's these underground networks basically without trying to sound like too sensationalist and like evening news style, but there are underground networks of like hackers and and people like this, that they share this kind of stuff around and you only get access to this leak because you've got something from Sony or you've got something from Microsoft that someone might Mm -hmm. want, or you've got like old like design documents for Sega hardware. Like it's this, you're usually trading for things like these. No, like once you leak something like this online, it's lost value because it's public. And what is this? This goes all sorts of things without getting too into it. That was a big deal with when that um that iCloud mm. leak happened a few years ago with all the celebrity um photos and stuff and the emails and nudes and all that <laughs> stuff that leaked out. That was one of those things where people were coming out and be like, oh yeah, these some of these files are dated so old that it's like an underground group of people in Hollywood that like share these files around and they trade them because they have value and stuff. And it was somebody got pissed off or whatever and decided, you know what, fuck it, I'm putting all of these online. Yeah. But these these collections get built up over time. But the level of of content that's coming out in these big leaks from Nintendo really is starting to look, it's starting to look more systemic. It's starting to make me wonder if it is something that's been built up over time, or if it's like you said, Ethan, like there's some major security flaw somewhere that people are able to get access to this and they're just quickly dumping it because what makes me wonder, like we've gone up upwards as far as the GameCube. uh, I'm sorry. No, the Mm -hmm. Wii, 
with like design documents this is and weird remember the shit. last time we talked about this they had like the actual like the tech blueprints for the yeah. Wii where basically you now could, like reverse if you have these and you have a factory yeah and the components and stuff you could build yeah. a legitimate Wii that would look no different than a Wii that was like manufactured legitimately by Nintendo because like the like the actual blueprint mm-hmm. for the thing is out yeah, there earlier now. so yeah we got the fully functioning PC port of Super Mario 64 yeah, yeah. and you have to wonder, like, has stuff for the Switch leaked already? And we just don't know about and it. It's yet. just out there, but it hasn't been released because whoever this Robin Hood guy <laughs> thinks he is, like, is like, well, I don't want to like ruin the mm. company. I but, love Nintendo. I don't want. I don't want to ruin it. <laughs> yeah, he's thinking, oh, this stuff is cool. They're not yeah. making money on the Wii anymore. It's proprietary hardware, but it's not like in use but anymore. There are people like, that would, codes, could use it like in a bad way. Yeah, but I'm wondering if yeah, if, if whatever law is being taken advantage of to get access to this if they've also got stuff on the switch if they've got the design documents for that hardware if they've got you know because once you start looking at that stuff that's where like those software vulnerabilities start coming in that's where i mean the switch itself has already been jailbroken to hell and back because of the that nvidia hardware bug that i take advantage of on my switch uh as mine is not condoned the use of all um but like if something like that came out for like the switch light or God forbid, like stuff that they're developing now. Like, what are there source codes for in like development repositories for games that haven't even been announced yet that are are being accessed by third parties? Like, that's the question that comes to my mind. And and what is the intention of these leaks? And do we have a Robin Hood on our hands, or is it someone who's potentially a bad actor that's willing to? <laughs> put files of stuff that's currently in development or, or get access to stuff like like switch design documents where they just find like a new unpatchable flaw or whatever in the in the system software or the hardware it's wild it the stuff that's coming out from nintendo it's literally never this has never happened in the industry before and especially not at this scope and this much in this short yeah. of a time period like this is the kind of shit where a company goes bankrupt and someone bought like a briefcase on an auction and it just happened to have like hard drives full of this crap. This is stuff that's clearly coming from Nintendo in some capacity, whether it's someone insert in, internally or someone who has a ridiculous amount of yeah, access. And yeah. But yeah, uh, again, if you guys want to look this up, uh, type Nintendo leak into <laughs> Google, look for the uh, Video Games Chronicle article. Or just look for it on Twitter. There, it's just there are so many videos and so much. Yeah, stuff. that's stuff from that link right uh, a there. A lot of it really cool. I was looking at it. I was like, that's like what, like the Don, the Donkey game or whatever. Super like, yeah. <laughs> what that is that? Yeah, some of these are just prototypes. Yeah, just like, again, that's one of the things that's so funny is that like we know that Nintendo does like so many weird prototypes and just things that we'll never see. They're and always innovating, man. Always thinking outside yeah, of the a box. A lot of that stuff in here. I'm incredibly interested about what it would have been like if we had a Super Nintendo computer. Dude, my fucking like six year old self is wondering the same fucking goddamn thing. Because <laughs> it wasn't until uh, really PlayStation that was the first one that were like, you know what? We we put out like this Linux kit for the PS1 and then they did it again for the PS2. Mm-hmm. And on the PS3, you already had a hard drive so you could just download Linux and install it on that thing. But to think that like so or that Nintendo kind of had that idea, it's very interesting. 
it's uh, it's an interesting glimpse into the workings of uh, such a classic video game company. But Ethan, that is all the news I have for us That's this week. It? That's it. That's all. Oh, I got. you know what? Did you watch? It's fairly slow. This, this is sort of relatable. It might be a little more watches related. But did you watch any of the uh, the Judiciary Committee against uh, Bezos and uh, Zuckerberg and Cook, Tim Cook? No, oh, I didn't. yeah, they. I did see some quote from Bezos about like it's business, baby. Of course, we're like looking at this stuff, but like we would never do anything illegal. Yeah, it was basically like the the House Judiciary Committee grilling them on like antitrusts and you know their connection with like China and stuff, which is like stupid and all this other stuff. But it was interesting to see them uh, see some of the accusations by the people that had like done their homework about you know Amazon being like. You, you know, using predatory tactics to to acquire companies and stuff like that. Uh, Amazon would never <laughs> right? create a bootleg version of your product <laughs> and undercut your profits so much that you could eventually buy the and company then, because they've lost all their money and then force the you prices. to make their shitty version. They would never do something like that. But it, it was, I mean, I, it was a long little thing and I watched it back and forth. It was, you know, you don't get to see the, those people out in the open being, you know, talk to in a under the under oath very often so it, yeah. it was interesting but most of it was just you know oh i don't recall or i don't remember and yada 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 that was yeah. from 11 years ago but it was interesting to now can you answer me this does uh does jeff bezos look more or less like a lizard than zuckerberg, no, zuckerberg in, uh, definitely is literally post. a he's either a robot He's a part robot or he is a he is like a lizard alien man that is in a human body. And somebody needs to find out where the real Mark is. Mark, Mark, Mark Zuckerberg is because that there. Yeah. If, if anyone Jesus, uploaded their brain dude. to their Facebook profile already, <laughs> it's that guy. Uh, like his brain is clearly in no, the cloud. Because like even Bezos, like there were a couple of questions where he was either obviously lying or he was just like he laughed at the idea that they actually came up with that question to ask him in public. So, uh, you know, he at least cracked a smile or was like, <laughs> Congresswoman, you know, I don't, uh, the, that is absolutely ridiculous. I, I don't even agree with the premise of your question, but Zuckerberg literally is like emotionless the whole time. And it's scary. Yeah. His, uh, he's a pod person. The pictures that just come out with him every once in a while are just, yeah, invasion of the yeah. body snatchers kind it's of shit. Weird, man. But uh, yeah, that was that was a fun little thing to watch yesterday. Uh, one final thing that you reminded me of it has nothing to do yeah. with what we just talked about uh, was that allegedly, allegedly, we might be seeing the PlayStation Five user interface fairly soon because uh, in a couple of weeks the development kits that developers have are getting updated with the final um, PS5 UI. So the dev kits up to this point, they've been running in what they've been calling a PlayStation 4 mm-hmm. mode. And then it just looks like the cross media bar that we we're used to on PS4, but it, it but uh, runs PS5 that's software. So, weird. so the final UI is getting pushed out that's to them. Cool. So we might be getting a, a blog post or a, another video sometime in August. There are rumors that uh, Sony has something planned for the first week mm-hmm. of August. I don't know if it's going to be that or not, but um, yeah, that's a uh, that that's cool. a to mention. Less newsworthy, more uh, more keep can't an eye to, out. Kind I can't of wait thing. to see. It's going to be gorgeous. It's going to be cute. It's going to be beautiful. Bring back the PS3 particle yes. effects. I love those. Well, boys and girls, ladies and gentlemen, this has been episode sixty 
of the Absent Minded Podcast. I've been one of your hosts, Travis Stockton at Ray Charlesard. With me as always on the other side of the internet is Ethan Newbold. We miss you, Drew. We wish you the best. At Soulsborn. Yeah, send some sweet, nasty love over to Andrew. If you guys follow us on Instagram, at Andrew Loves Video Games is his handle. Send him some some pictures in his DMs, some some memes, uh, maybe a joke or two, just a heart and a hearty get well soon. I'm sure he would very much appreciate it. Or if you have any video game suggestions for him, because he's just stuck in a hotel room or hospital room with a uh, switch and money burning holes in his pocket. So be sure to reach out to him. Head on over to AbsentMindedPodcast.com, where you can always find the latest episodes of the main show and our side series, Absent-Minded Watches, where we just watched Resident Evil Retribution. Thank God there's only one more of these left. It's getting bad out here. Uh, Or you can leave us a voice message with a question, comment, or topic of discussion that we might put on the air. Or if you really enjoyed the show, you can donate $1, $5, or $10 via our listener support program or if you don't want your voice recorded on an application that's probably being monitored by the Russians, you can write into us at questions at aptominedpodcast.com. Also, don't forget to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Subscribe to our YouTube channel and like, subscribe, and share the show on all of your podcast platforms of choice. Even if you don't listen on Spotify, download the app, log in, like us on Spotify, follow us, and then delete that fucking thing. It doesn't matter. All that matters is toppling the Eagle Al- algorithm. Uh, don't forget to leave those reviews on Apple podcasts they're also incredibly helpful in getting us into the ears of more people that's all i have for you today guys ethan i appreciate you being here as always of course everyone we will see you next week bye-bye